Welcome into episode 18 of the PrintFest DFS podcast. My name is Justin Rue alongside Scott Bandy. And week 14 was uh, a week where we did not play Derrick Henry again. And um, yeah, he just jammed it right down our throats. <clears throat> I know you uh, you swapped off of um, Adams and, um, you know, mm-hmm. ended up not really mattering anyway. You would have been dusted out just as just as I was. So I ended up winning um, 18.8% of my head-to-heads and I'm scoring uh, 125.3. Line of cash was, what was it, like 145 or so? 146. 146, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just, you know, 20, 21 points below line of cash. I mean, that's just uh, obviously not going to cut it. So we're going to break down both of our lineups and, um, you know, we'll start We'll start at quarterback. We, we both end up going with Kirk Cousins and we talked about him on Friday. You know, he was, uh, you know, on the road taking on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has been shredded by uh, by opposing passers over the last five games. And Kirk Cousins, we expected a, um, you know, an increase in pass attempts. He got that. He ended up throwing the ball 37 times. Unfortunately, he was not very efficient, only threw one touchdown, and he had like six yards per attempt. So and he ended up putting 18 points. Like, he's not the reason that, that we lost. Um, you know, 18 points was right at 3x for his salary. So it's – I mean, obviously not going to kill you. Uh, quarterback rarely does kill you. But um, I, honestly, I still think that that process was fine playing Cousins. Um, you know, maybe we could have gone down to Jalen Hurts. Um, but I, I was fine with Cousins, though. Yeah, the process-wise, I I still feel fine with the play. I mean, it was just a bad – it was a bad game from what we were expecting. Uh I mean, we actually ran hot with the rushing yards. We had 41 uh, yards yeah. on the ground, which, yeah. I mean, we definitely didn't expect that. And definitely helped us out because he, I mean, after being efficient all year, he was not that yesterday. And uh, Mike Zimmer did what Mike Zimmer does, and he established it with Dalvin. And it actually worked for, you know, some of the game. They should have won the game if Dan Bailey could kick. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it was just a really frustrating game to, to watch. I mean, we got the third string tight end out here out scoring Jefferson and Thielen, man. Like it was just, it's just a run that game. That's really all there is to it. Uh, process wise, I would have, I still feel fine at that price tag, 6.2 K. He was just too cheap for, for that matchup in my opinion. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, the only other quarterback I was really considering was Rogers and then, um, yeah, obviously he smashed, and then uh, and Jalen Hurts down. Just getting the the rushing yards from Jalen Hurts at at fifty one hundred um, you know, should have should have tried to find something in there. I, I played around with some Jalen Hurts lineups. So I ultimately couldn't really find anything I, I really liked with Jalen Hurts. I didn't really like the um, the lineups I, I was constructing with him. So I ended up just going with Cousins and stacking with Thielen. So at running back, we we both played um, the trio of Dave Montgomery, who you know. Total smash, uh, you know, taking on Houston. I thought he was great. 6,500, um, you know, at home, taking on the poorest run defense. We talked about um, how just terrible the Texans' run defense is. Uh, you know, David Montgomery, 6,500. His workload is locked in, and and he certainly got there. He's been on fire the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, that was another great spot. Houston is giving up. Now they've given up 16 RB1s through 14 games played, which is just mind-blowing. I'm not even sure, like, like how? Like, the, 
that bad on the ground. So it's just another matchup that we'll be targeting every week. And David Montgomery just seems like a different player this year, Frank. To be yeah. Frank. So, um, yeah, he was the only thing that really gave my life a bit of hope whatsoever. So, yeah, I, I feel really good about, um, about, you know, the process on Dave Montgomery He's just getting a running back zone to play 75 plus percent of the snaps at home against a bad run defense at, at a middling price. I I'm cool with it all day. So uh, DeAndre Washington, he opened up with Miles Gaskin going on the IR or on the COVID IR uh, on Saturday. And so he at 4K minimum price, you know, he ended up getting, you know, 15 touches, a couple catches in the passing game. Um, you know, only ended up scoring 7.2 and it didn't end up getting there. But uh, I think at that price at 4K, I, I think that I would probably do it again, given what it opens up for the rest of the slate. I think I would play that play game. If you give me 15 touches at 4K, I think I played every time in cash. Yeah, and I mean, it was – Pretty good matchup too. Early on, we thought our game script was great when they were up ten nothing on the Chiefs. That didn't last long, but uh, yeah, I mean, he got the touches, just didn't get the production. I mean, there, he was four K for a reason. He's a third string running back, you know. So it's definitely to be expected. Not mad about the outcome. He opened up, you know, the ability to get up to Aaron Jones and Adams, and you know, for me Jefferson, for you Thielen, you know. So that, that's why we go with that that kind of guy. And as soon as Gaskin went on the COVID list. I mean, it was really hard to get to get anywhere else off of off of Washington if if without completely changing our lineup construction. Yeah. And then uh we also all played um Aaron Jones. And so, you know, Aaron Jones, we know what his workload is. We know he plays like 60% of the snaps. We know he gets like 15 to 20 touches, not anything really less than that, not anything really more than that. So Maybe it kind of limits the ceiling, but, you know, taking on this just terrible Detroit run D, you know, he ended up getting 17 touches on 70% of the snaps. So he kind of got the workload that we expected. Uh, you know, we know he's going to split with Jamal Williams, but just did not get anything going really. He ended up having 69 rushing yards and, and two receptions for six yards receiving. So, you know, nine and a half points at 7.6K certainly hurt when Derrick Henry was – um, $900 or no, $1,100 more expensive and ended up going for a 40 burger. So, uh, yeah, that certainly hurt process wise on Aaron Jones. I, it's hard to tell, um, you know, if it was bad playing Aaron Jones at 7,600 when you know, he's not going to get, you know, a, a full bell cow workload. Like we know his upside of touches is never going to really get up over 20. Um, so it's tough. It's tough because the matchup was so nice for him. Yeah, I mean, the ownership on him kind of was a just the cherry on top, too, because we both expected him to be – I mean, I, I thought he'd be at least 25 to 30% owned own and double ups in 50-50s, and I think he was actually like, like 18 or 19%. So mm -hmm. when he hits the floor with his worst game here at that ownership, man, it really does hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then so we, we both played all three of those guys and and cousins. So um, originally we we both did have Adams, and then you pivoted off, uh, you know, to try to get some kind of of leverage off of Adams down to DK Metcalf, which I thought was really smart. Um, so we'll just go with Adams. So Adams just it just keeps doing it. I mean, yeah, ninety three hundred. He ended up scoring twenty seven and a half, so he got there, uh, you know, point per dollar wise. But I mean, God. 
just a total smasher again, seven for one, one fifteen and one. Just uh, he's as consistent as it comes. I, I never feel bad playing Devonte Adams, and he very rarely ever uh, hurts us for for playing him. So I'm happy with the process of playing him, and I think it was smart for you to to try to pivot off and and try to claw something back. I thought that was uh, a good a good pivot to Metcalf, who was like seven percent. Yeah, basically, so heading into the, the late slate, I was down, and I knew that with the guys I had left, which being Adams, Aaron Jones, Rashad Perriman, and then I had Eagles defense, I had all the chalk, right? And my, I thought so. So if I have all the chalk and I'm down, it's going to be really, really, really difficult for me to get up and make any type of money. So. Basically, I knew I had to get leverage over the field somewhere. That ultimately meant I moved down from Devontae Adams to DK Metcalf, who I knew would not have any ownership. I think he was like 8% owned, who has, in my opinion, equal upside to Devontae Adams. Not the best game script, as you can see. I mean, the Jets didn't put up a fight, but I figured, you know, he could still put up, you know, 10 for 130 and in two. Like, DK Metcalf's done that plenty of times. So... And that brought me up from Eagles defense to Seahawks defense, which I knew Seahawks defense was going to be chalky, but I liked their chances of, you know, having a blow-up spot better than the Eagles. And it was really tilting when I saw Adams was 50% owned and then he scores that 52-yard touchdown yeah. like a couple minutes into the game. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. man, I should have stayed on Adams, moved down from Aaron Jones. Um, there was a couple of things I was fooling around with, um, one of which was going – uh, Keenan Allen instead of Metcalf and then moving um, up from Perriman to uh, I can't it was Aguilar now, or something like that. There's just it, I think it was Aguilar, which I was like, oh, I'm not gonna play Aguilar. Like there's no shot. Um, I thought about staying on Adams, moving down to Carson, and then moving up my defense. Um, ultimately, nothing I did really would have would have changed my outcome all that much I don't think because I mean this is just a shitty lineup I mean Cousins and Jefferson I mean we'll talk about that in a minute them that that was real really hurt because they had no ownership really um so yeah I, I was forced to you know swap to get some leverage it just didn't work out but uh process wise if I would have stayed I I would have just accepted defeat so um, yeah no I was smart it, just, it was definitely smart <clears throat> yeah, Perriman. So we'll move on to Perriman play. We both end up playing Perriman at 3,900 with no Denzel Williams, who gets the same kind of targets as him. And then with Crowder being on the injury report and potentially missing, and he ended up playing the game, which, you know, I guess doesn't really matter too much. I, th I thought the Perriman taking on the Seattle defense was, was really strong at, at 3,900. Um, and he ended up running the most routes on the team, playing the most amount of snaps. And, you know, and scoring 5.6 points, I mean, 3,900. Perriman uh, is certainly not the reason that we got smoked. Uh, he was like 35 or so percent owned. And I, I thought Perriman was really a solid play. I would probably play him again in the spot. Yeah, he was perfectly fine with no Denzel Mims. Uh, that opens up a ton of air yards, and he's already been getting a ton. Um, Crowder playing put a damper on things, but he wasn't even really all that involved, so – it was just one of those spots where the Jets are being the Jets, and they just couldn't do anything at all against one of the worst defenses in the league. So maybe we just thirty nine hundred for the projected. <laughs> maybe we just have to just exclude the Jets. Go ahead. 
you know? Yeah. This excludes Probably. Me. But, you know, so Cousins and – so I ended up going with Thielen and you ended up going with Jefferson. I thought both were in really nice spots, you know, against Tampa Bay, who was just getting – getting trucked through the air. I mean, they, they really just did like a pass funnel. And then it gave us a stack with Cousins, so it gives you that kind of upside that we like to see. Um, and, and man, they just both flopped. Uh, just a, a total flop from this entire Minnesota offense. Just, uh, just, just bad, you know, which is not good. Yeah, and I mean, nine out of ten times, we don't see Irv Smith, C.J. Ham, and Tyler Conklin up there getting all these targets. Um, <laughs> I mean, and Jefferson ended up with eight targets, which is fine enough. Um, only four catches for 39 yards. I basically just went with Jefferson over Thielen based on feel alone. I just had a gut feeling and went with it. But um, obviously, I thought both of them were in smash spots. Uh, they just didn't get there. And I mean – Process-wise, I still think they were great plays. The Bucs have been getting absolutely trucked through the air the last month. They're giving up the most points to opposing receivers, so the matchup was there. Um, yeah. It just was a bad day for the Vikings. Just simply put, I mean, it just – it ran bad. Like we say all the time, it's process over results. And process-wise, I'm fine. It's just what killed us is that they weren't owned, right? And the guys that were owned, like Curtis Samuel put up 16 – at a much discounted price that, so obviously that would have helped. Kiki at least got in the box to salvage his day, you know, that would have helped us out. Um, you know, Robbie Anderson, I, I don't, I think he was fine. And then obviously not having Derrick Henry, like the, the issue is that a lot of the chalky guys that we faded hit. <laughs> so when we play someone like Cousins Jefferson and, you know, they get us a combined, you know, 25 to 30 points, it's not, it's not going to cut it. Yeah, and, and I'm perfectly fine taking these low-owned guys. If, if I like them and they're in good spots, I'm just going to play them. And, you know, and maybe it's just maybe it's a mistake, but that's just the way I play is that, you know, if I like these guys and they're in good spots, um, yeah, I'm just going to play them regardless of what the ownership is on them. And, and I know it's a higher variance way of playing, but that's the way I like to play. Um, and sometimes you get hammered and sometimes you hammer people. So it's just kind of the way it goes with that. So wrapping up here, we both ended up going Jordan Akins at tight end. Um, you know, and, and Jordan Akins, <laughs> I mean, the guy, it's just like he can't catch anything. He ended up going three for 20, had five points at 2,900, whatever. Um, we talk about all the time, punt off tight end, you know. I, I thought that with no Brandon Cooks, obviously no Will Fuller, no Kenny Still, no Randall Cobb. I mean, there was – I mean, we're talking about, like, Kiki Cutie, who is not some kind of target hog. We're talking about Chad Hansen, who is a practice squad guy that they bring up. Stephen Mitchell is another practice squad guy. I thought Jordan Akins, I mean, at 2,900, I thought they were going to run a ton of two, two tight end sets. I thought – you know, he, he was out there a lot. He's out there running routes. Um, you know, he ended up getting an, an end zone target. Um, but ultimately, Houston got smoked. They lost 36-7. to seven. Uh, But I, I'm perfectly happy um, – attaching my basically min price tight end to an elite quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Uh, and I, it was a debate to play Aikens or Komet, and I much preferred um, Aikens in this spot for the reason of attaching my tight end to, uh, to Deshaun Watson instead of Mitchell Trubisky. 
And then we also already had David Montgomery. So I didn't want to play Komet um, and Montgomery in that spot, kind of limit my upside. So ultimately, Aikens, I, I thought was a good play, um, but you know, just didn't get there. Well, I mean, frankly, he should have smashed. Like, he had a touchdown that I yeah. could have scored. Like, the ball just straight hit him. Like, he never saw the ball. And, right. I mean, we were just so tilted. I mean, geez, he was completely wide open. The ball just hits him in the arm. Like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, that should have been, what? That's a, probably eight more points that we should have had. So, that should have been 13 points. And we're sitting here saying, oh, Jordan Aiken's great. I mean, it was great. Yeah. So, I mean. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think the sun got in Yeah, for me, it was the same thing. It was just I would rather pair – I'd rather trust Deshaun Watson than Mitch Trubisky. That's really all it was for me. Yeah, and then at defense, um, yeah, I ended up rolling with the Cowboys. I thought they were in a really nice spot. I was debating Cowboys or Eagles most of the most of the week, and I ended up going with the Cowboys because I had the salary. And, man, I mean, they just obliterated Cincinnati uh, – you know, I'm always good to punt off defense. So, yeah, Cowboys ended up scoring me 18 and, and really bailing me out there. Uh, didn't really matter anyway. Um, and then you end up going with Seahawks. You know, they ended up being just fine. They were 3K, scored 12 points. I mean, both our defenses end up being fine. Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, before the swap, I was on the Eagles. Um, I preferred the Cowboys, but when I threw Jefferson in, it took that salary away, so I was forced to move down. Still don't believe in Taysom Hill. Like I'm still waiting on the game where he just unravels. And the Eagles defense is good enough to where, you know, at 2,200, um, I don't mind them at all. So, I mean, like we say every week, I mean, it's, it's defense. We don't really put that much thought into it. Yeah. Um, I think the Eagles defense ended up scoring yeah. nine, so they would have been fine too. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, last week we, we totally clean sweep. This week, you know, it kind of got our – we kind of get humbled and that's just kind of the way it goes. I think that um, moving forward, this Derrick Henry thing, we just, we really have to just um, stop being so stubborn and, you know, stop worrying about him not catching any passes and just realize that he's a total freak. And if they're going to be in positive game script against a bad run D that he is going to smash. And he's got the highest upside of any player in fantasy. Uh, maybe Tyree kill can, can match him. But um, yeah, I think that, I haven't played Derrick Henry at all. I, I don't think I've played him at all this entire year. I, I never played Derrick Henry. And maybe that's been a mistake and it's been costing me money. And and that's um that's something that I just have to get over that he's not going to catch any passes. So um but with that, that's gonna do it for episode 18 of the Printfest DFS podcast. We'll be back on Friday night breaking down our favorite plays of the week 15. DraftKings main slate, we have three slates left in the regular season, um, and then we get to the playoffs. So uh, until then, good luck, everybody.